which by the way, you're, I, I don't know which doctor handles pooping. Which yeah. doctor handles pooping? Which doctor handles pooping? Urologist? Is it a I urologist? Would, I would guess a proctologist probably. Well, isn't that a prostate? I don't have a prostate, so I don't feel like I'd have a proctologist. Okay, so Aaron, will you look up and find out who handles the pooping? Yeah, whose purview is the pooping stuff? Who's the pooper doctor? Don't image search that, Aaron. Don't. (laughs) But you know what I would say is that poop doctors say you should not stay on the toilet more than five minutes because it will will actually prompt hemorrhoids. You have a title. Yeah. Yeah, it's a gastroenterologist. Oh, Mm, gastroenterologist. God, we're both stupid. Final answer. (laughs) Dang it. Hello and welcome to episode number 480 of the podcast. I'm one of your host, Knox McCoy. And I'm your other host, Jamie Golden. The podcast is a show dedicated to the life of ADC. And we're committed to educating you on things that are tame but do not matter. To find out more about these advisory pursuits, check us out at knoxandjamie.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at the podcast. And we're on Twitter at Podcast Pod. Thanks for joining us this week as we are going to be fixing listener lives. But... Before we do that, this past week, we recorded a very special cinema side piece for our friends and best friends of the show. Now, since it's my birthday month, it's dealer choice. And my choice from some of my favorite films of all time is While You Were Sleeping, a movie that made Sandra Bullock a superstar. It made us all second guess whether we should risk our lives for folks who fall on train tracks. Plus, bonus, Knox had never seen this film. He thought it starred Tom Hanks. And, uh... Who's the other one? Meg Ryan. Meg Ryan. And then there's Sandy Cohen all of a sudden on train tracks. I was blitzed. So you can join more than 11,200 of our friends over on Patreon to hear the cinema side piece. It gets released on Friday, November 18th. Also, I did just have to post a video on Friday explaining why I had a medical emergency uh, during our AUA last week. So you can actually watch a replay of our AUA, watch me literally fall apart physically at the end of it, and then watch me do a, the really the video equivalent of a notes apology mm-hmm. in uh, Patreon. So simply click the link in the show notes or head over to knoxandjamie.com slash Patreon to sign up. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com All right, Jamie, uh, it's time to solve some problems. This is one of my favorite series of episodes that we do as 
it actually is helping listeners and speaking truth and wisdom and expertise to their actual problems in life, whether or not this is functional advice, I don't know, but it feels like it is. It is. I feel like we are coming in here as the problem solvers, Yeah, solving problems. And if people would just take our advice, their lives would be fine. Their lives would be fine. People are talking and they're saying that therapists hate this episode because they're like, dang it. Dang it, oh, they're so good at this listen, and they have no schooling. Well, listen, maybe... Well, hold on, I have a question. Why did Aaron just laugh so hard a second ago? <laughs> I heard that. What? We're helpful, Aaron. You are. You you are. <laughs> oh, that's so condescending. Oh. Yep. I'm kind yep. of Some, Listen, well, someone's on a red carpet asking real actors Big J questions and she's got the right. big head. It's right. Get on my level. Wait, who was one of the, who was one of the stars that's going to be on that red carpet that you're being a journalist on? Jonathan Rumi. Whoa! I don't know who that no, is. No, not the stars of the chosen. It was they were like they were like these other stars that they were oh, like Yolanda Adams. Yolanda Adams is going to be there. Listen, for people who don't know, uh, Aaron is uh, she was invited to the chosen premiere. She's flying from Birmingham to Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> That's still the best part. Is that she's flying? It's a two-hour drive. <laughs> no, I don't want to drive. It's good. I don't want to drive. I know. So we're really happy for her. And, which is, and which can we just pause there? She doesn't want to drive. The girl has to take a gummy to get on a plane. <laughs> I have sat next to her as she does her meditation with like Sean Mendez telling her everything's <laughs> gonna be fine. Yeah, she has flight anxiety. It's it's Tamara who, who does my flight. Oh, meditation. Tamara. Okay. It's not okay. listen, Sean. it's somebody else paying for the flight. So you have to take the flight. You have no, you to have take to the take flight. flight. Yeah, hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. That's our first piece of advice. If someone's paying for your flight, you have to take it. Sorry about that. That's just that, what it is. Always eat free food, always take free flights. Yeah. That's right. All right. So we are so excited. We've got a lot of listeners. Evidently a lot of y'all have a lot of problems. We're not gonna solve all of them, but we handpicked some that we felt like we could solve. Um so we're gonna hear from uh some of the some of y'all listeners and then we will uh respond with solutions. Hi, Knox and Jamie. This is Carly. My sister is seriously dating a man named Fabio. It's moving towards marriage and we're very excited. But how do I give a maid of honor speech to a couple where the groom's name is Fabio? I need a good joke besides the fact that my sister is marrying a man named Fabio. Please advise. Okay. I love that this intensely late 90s energy that goes along with this because when you think about it like fabio if you're of a certain age that's a very important name but he's kind of like done a great job of just like disappearing into the mist so for some of the young listings uh, listeners the the younglings i don't know that they necessarily know who fabio is oh how dare you not know he is iconic he well he was really most famous because he would appear on romance novel covers throughout the 90s and then he also he would do cameo on shows because people it was really hot he's like long blonde hair yeah um he's from he's from italy like he had that vibe and then he was a spokesperson for i can't believe it's not butter and the american cancer society two things that i think actually the american cancer society says hey don't eat so much i can't believe it's not butter did you see why he was a spokesman for the american cancer society because of can someone in his family had cancer lucky guess jamie dang uh no (laughs) No, his grandma had cancer and died and didn't tell anybody. Like she got diagnosed and she was, which I was like, respect, freaking wild respect for that. God, like you just die and then you're like, oh, what happened to grandma? She's been battling cancer for five years. I don't know if this is real, but in the stand, you know, like the bad dude, I think his name was Randall, not yes. a coincidence. Um, I uh, always imagined Fabio. I was like, that's the bad guy. Oh, and in my head, he's in that, but he's not. He's definitely not in that. No, he has that vibe about him. Here's the thing. What I want to say to Carly is, listen, I've 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 worked hard on this. This is probably the question I worked the hardest on. Oh wow! Because I want to give solid so advice. It's all downhill from here, baby. That's one hundred percent right. <laughs> and so I, this is what I need. You just get up and be like, congratulations to my sister. 
and Fabio. Fabio, we're so glad to have you in the family. And of course, right now, things that my sister might say on the honeymoon, a list. First up, I can't believe it's not butt stuff. Second, no more. End of list. Because that's perfect. I did it. I nailed it. <laughs> See how Aaron's still laughing? That's perfect. You know what? <laughs> it's with the um the subtlety of the joke. That's where yeah. I can tell you work the hardest. You know what I mean? I have I have a toast that I would like to. Uh, okay. I would Jason, if you can this. put some soulful piano music under this, please. <clears throat> Obviously, you've done like the personal sentiment or whatever, or like your loved one is your soul's counterpart or another, whatever. Get all that out of the way. And then like, here's the big finish, okay? When we think of marriage, a lot of us think it should look like the cover of a romance novel, two impossibly attractive people, scantily clad and holding on to each other. That's just an imitation. Truth is, there's so much more to marriage. And sometimes this disconnect can make people think, I can't believe it's not better. But the truth is, do you get it? I can't believe it's not bad. Instead of butt stuff, I can't believe it's not better. I mean, Did you get that? I I mean, it's good. Yeah, uh, it's it's not, no, I'm not saying it's butt stuff, but it's just, no, it's it's not, just a different kind of It's not a butt stuff reference, but it's good. It's yeah. just a different kind of sense of humor. But the truth is, there is no imitation butter for love. And I'm so glad my sister and Fabio have the real love butter. To my sister and Fabio, everybody. And then, then you toast there. I think we both nailed it. Love butter? Maybe, here's meet me in the middle. Yours okay. is the best man toast. Mine's, okay. mine's uh, Carly's. Yeah, okay, that's that? fair. Okay, so Carly, will you send this uh, clip on to your the best whoever's going to be yeah. the best man and just let book them make it. sure? Yeah, yeah. Say it. no notes, just book it. Read as that's is. Right. We don't even need credit. We just would like to see the wedding video once yeah, you that's say all. all this. That's yeah. all. Okay. Um, okay. Next question. Hi, Knox and Jamie. My name is Hillary, and I am a lifelong victim of the Mariko Aoki phenomenon, which is when bookstores make you have to poop. Um, I didn't know this happened to anyone else, but apparently it does. Um, and my problem is I just got a job at a bookshop with a really small bathroom. So please advice. Okay, Ooh. Hillary, you okay, I, I just need Hillary to acknowledge that she created a problem for us to solve. She didn't she, knowing she has to poop when she goes into bookstores. Yeah. She didn't have to get a job at a bookstore. Do you know what I'm saying? No, that's true. She made this worse than it had to be. You know, Marika Mariko Aoki, the, my favorite part of this whole thing is that phenomenon is named after that woman because she is the woman who in an an interview mm-hmm. in the magazine titled Book Magazine that's yeah. a true story. Uh, she described that she always had to poop when she went into bookstores. And so now a pooping phenomenon yeah. is named after you. Guys, don't talk about pooping in any magazine ever because there's going to be now a Wikipedia page with your name on it. And it will not be about what a great sister or daughter nope. or friend you are. It'll be about the fact that you have to poop when you go into bookstores. That's line one of the obituary. Just so you know, if you lift the lid, pun intended, on a weird thing, you're going to be the name it's associated Listen, with. Listen, to it. be fair, I I have to always poop when I go into Books A Million. But not every bookstore, but Books A Million specifically. But I think it's because I know where their bathroom is. And I know that it's not, because it's not unisex, which means there's going to be less traffic. Yeah. And so I know that I can go in there and poop. And I always have to poop in a Books A Million because I, I head right back to the magazines. And I'm like, well, now I have to poop. Wait, you think if it's if the bathroom says it's unisex, you think there's more traffic all of a no, sudden? No, I it's less traffic. Like they're not unisex. So it's just it's a ladies' room and a gentleman's room. Right. So, so old school, old school bathroom stuff, right? Right. So I know that a man's not gonna come in and be like, What's the situation in here? Because you men are like weird about bathrooms. That's exactly so- how I go to every single bathroom. Thank you for acknowledging <laughs> that. But I actually have a spicy take. I think you're incredibly wrong. I think when it's unisex, people walk up to it and they're like, Oh, nards. I don't, what's, who's going to be in here? I don't know what to do. I'll hold it. I don't want to go in there. You think people are uh, 
burden. I love a unisex bathroom because then. No, no, I, don't put burden in my mouth. I think they're confused <laughs> and they're like, I don't want to be at a congressional hearing in North Carolina <laughs> for bathrooms. Oh, that's fair. Right now, the internet says that the reason is that the smell of paper has a laxative effect. Do you think sure. that's accurate? The smell of paper has. That made me we, think that everybody at Dunder Mifflin was just pooping in their pants all the time. I just feel like the burden of proof for logical things is so low now. In the Wikipedia yeah. entry, it's like, this is probably not a real thing, but it's like a mass delusion. But people yeah, seem it even to agree says on that it. Sometimes maybe people associate reading on the toilet at home, which by the way, you're, I, I don't know which doctor handles pooping. Which yeah. doctor handles pooping? Which doctor handles pooping? Urologist? Is it a I urologist? Would, I would guess a proctologist probably. Well, isn't that a prostate? I don't have a prostate, so I don't feel like I'd have a proctologist. Okay, so Aaron, will you look up and find out who handles the pooping? Yeah, whose purview is the pooping stuff? Who's the pooper doctor? Don't image search that, Aaron. Don't. (laughs) But you know what I would say is that poop doctors say you should not stay on the toilet more than five minutes because it will will actually prompt hemorrhoids. You have a title. Yeah. Yeah, it's a gastroenterologist. Mm, God, we're both stupid. Final answer. (laughs) Dang it. But maybe it's different when you're a guest at the bookstore and then when you're a resident of the bookstore. Oh, so you get desensitized to the uh, LOL paper smell or whatever? I I know a lot of bookstore owners that will tell you the magic is over when you own it. Luckily, though, you mentioned uh, bookstore owners. We uh, have a resource ourselves um, in the form of Andy B. Jones, the uh, owner of the bookshelf in Thomasville, Georgia. I sent this to her and I was like, what are your thoughts on this? Oh, that's And luckily, she has spoken into uh, how to deal with this situation. Okay. Hi, Hillary. Independent bookstore owner here. And yes, I can attest you are not alone in this conundrum, not because of my own bowel issues, but because of how many times I have unclogged our shop's tiny toilet in my tenure as a bookstore owner. Pooping in bookstores is kind of inevitable. It's some scientific thing having to do with the smell of paper. So you just need to be prepared. First, make sure your store bathroom is stocked with poopery, Lysol, a plunger, toilet scrubber, etc. Then run the faucet while you use the bathroom, just out of respect of store shoppers and fellow staffers. Our bathroom is literally located right by the manager's office, so we run the faucet to help with any noise. Leave the fan running. I really hope your bathroom has some kind of fan. And clean up after yourself. Clean the toilet, spray some Lysol, wipe things down, not because you've made some kind of mess, I don't know your life, but so when you leave the bathroom, it'll smell clean instead of not. Basically, poop happens, and it happens a lot in bookstores. You're going to have to poop a lot, and you're probably going to have to clean up someone else's poop. These are the things you've got mail might not have prepared you for. That's okay, because I just did. Go poop in peace. Can we do a quick snake draft on terms for going poop? Okay. Really quick? Yeah. Jamie, you've got first pick. Aaron, you've got second. I'll take third. Okay, my first pick is poop. Okay, just straight up poop. <laughs> Old school missionary. I like it. No, I love Aaron. it. I love it. I, I, I wasn't say, prepared for this. It's okay. Diarrhea. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You went nuclear out of the gate? <laughs> Is that your only way that you no, poop? I just, I panicked. <laughs> Look, okay. No, that's so, your pick. You have to stick with it. Inside baseball, a lot of times if we're going to do stuff, I'm like, you know, it'll be in the rundown, right? So we have a sense of it. Right. My thought here and 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 we can cut all this was just this is normal human no, we're stuff. not cutting it it stays <laughs> i've decided that like we've all got this so this won't uh, require prep but aaron what you just did i always was... need prep let aaron, this be a lesson right aaron you. always needs prep okay so I think... can, I, can i can i can no, i no I you can't. you can you circle back you'll get another pick okay. give no. me what you would have picked now that you have a second to think about it 
I think I would have picked drop a deuce. Drop a deuce. That Listen, was number one on my no, value chart. But let well. me be clear. She has Googled terms. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah. Don't. She Googled and she saw a list and went, drop a deuce. That seemed better than diarrhea. That's how much she doesn't think about pooping and uh, think about like defecating. No, I, I think about that. Is that yours? Is that your second one? Yeah, that is. <laughs> you What's could yours? argue that diarrhea isn't even a term for poop. That's a whole different <laughs> classification. So I think the panic was real. So I'm 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 willing to give her a drop a drop the deuce. Okay. You. What's yours, Knox? I'm gonna double up. I'm gonna do uh these aren't ones that I use necessarily, but I, they make me laugh every time I hear them. Taking a slam and bust a grumpy. I lo- <laughs> bust a grumpy. Yikes. I like those. I like those. Um, Erin, do you have any others? Yes, this is actually not on my list. Okay. But I just thought of it. Prairie dogging. Prairie dogging. Okay. I don't like that. What's that about? Is it because the prairie dog comes out of the hole? Is that the preamble to pooping? You don't want it to go back in. No, it's like when when you have... Do you really want me to explain this? Yeah, I actually do. Okay, you have this problem. Everybody has this problem. What is it? Sometimes you need to poop and you squeeze it. And it starts to come out, and then you need to like take a breather, and then why do you not want it to come out? Oh, see, Erin, I I had a different interpretation because there was a girl I went to college with. Her nickname was Prairie Dog for (laughs) those reasons, but it was like it's the it's so imminent that the prairie dog is uh, beyond your control. Does that make sense? Oh, like it's more yeah. of an active prairie dog than a passive prairie dog. Oh, okay. and you're talking yeah. about a passive prairie well, dog. Well, I'm yeah. talking about like you take a break in like mid push and yeah. then it goes to do back what? in. You take a break <laughs> to do what? Like, <laughs> what? Like, you know, do you, some like light bookstore reading. <laughs> on the. Th- <laughs> You've been working hard on getting it out. Are you hiding from your family in there? Time for a prezi. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this! I'm so sorry, Aaron. Jamie, wrap it up. What's your last one? Dookie! Just dookie. Just old school, man. That's good. I love it old school. That's good. Obviously, I I think I said this, but a big thanks to Andy B. Jones. She's the owner of our OG favorite indie bookstore, the bookshelf in Thomasville, Georgia. Speaking of which, uh, make sure you're shopping small this holiday season. Every purchase matters to small business, especially this time of year. And if you're looking for books, you can shop online. They're asking shoppers to place their holiday online orders by December 9th for shipping purposes. We've both been to the bookshelf. It's uh, We shop there. It's incredible. Oh, we it's magical. It. And you can buy things from them and they come so beautifully wrapped. Yep. Like if you ask for that. And then we all have, we are all members of their uh, bookshelf, their shelf subscription service. So we get books and maybe you'll hear about one that we got sent later in the green lights that's right that's right that's right so the weather's getting warmer and i'm so excited to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to dresses and tees i'm so glad that i found quince because not only can i update my wardrobe for the long haul but i can do it without spending a fortune even penthouse jamie she's trying to save her cash dollars in this economy y'all know how i value quality and i want to find timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. Now, Quince has just restocked their $40 linen wide leg pant, which I am super bummed to try. They have such a nice drape to them and they're 100% linen, which means they'll be super breathable and I'll feel like I'm wearing no pants at all, which is my preference. I'm also loving the look of the organic cotton gauze roll sleeve shirt, which is also $40. Guys, true story. Like, they have great pieces. I am obsessed with the cardigan I have and the sunglasses I have. The Leon sunglasses are dope. Their prices truly cannot be beat. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% 
less than similar brands because they partner directly with top factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics. They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass that savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pop for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash pop to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash pop. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big, small ones, whether it's the stress that comes with planning a big event, having to redo the electrical in your entire house unexpectedly, or simply having to go on a picnic lunch when you'd rather be home pantless watching your favorite show. Stress is truly a universal experience that if left unchecked can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space where you can get things off your chest and work through anything that's weighing you down, big or small. I've truly noticed such a difference in my stress level since I started therapy years ago, making it a priority and a consistent part of my routine has allowed me to relieve my stress in a very safe environment instead of bottling it all. As someone who has a hard time sitting in my feelings, it's given me the habit of reflection so I can identify and deal with stressors early on before they overwhelm me. BetterHelp is a convenient, flexible, and entirely online, making it easy to stay consistent. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash popcastpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash podcast pod. All right, picture this. It's finally getting warmer and you're picking up the after work run or a workout, but it's 4 p.m. and you're ready for a little snack to keep you going. What you want is something with clean, wholesome ingredients, but it's hard to find a snack that is great on the go and also fills you up enough to make a difference. Get ready to find out how good healthy snacks can taste with Chomps. We're big fans of Chomps at my house because not only is it so easy and convenient, but it's made with natural ingredients that taste great. Whether I'm prepping for recordings or taking one of the kids to one of their many end-of-year activities, I always have a Chomp stick with me. They're also allergy-friendly, so I never have to worry about one of the kids deciding they want to take it with them. Chomp sticks come in 10 delicious, bold flavors, so there's a healthy snack option for everyone, or grab a variety pack to satisfy your whole family's taste buds. They're even smaller chomplings for a quick snack for any kids in your life. Right now, Chomps is offering our listeners 20% off your first order and free shipping when you go to chomps.com slash popcast. Go to chomps.com slash popcast to see all the delicious flavors and get 20% off your first order and free shipping. That's C-H-O-M-P-S dot com slash popcast. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. This episode is brought to you by our amazing sponsor, Aura Frames. It's Knox here with your annual reminder that Mother's Day is just around the corner. This year, let's think outside the box a little bit, guys. Forget sweaters, candles, or the dreaded bathrobe. They're also predictable and boring. That's why this year I'm recommending you get an Aura Frame. It's the perfect gift to mix things up and give a gift that shows some real thoughtfulness and is guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. We actually have one of these in our house right now, and we absolutely love it. It only takes about two minutes to set up, and it was super easy. Between all the kids, I was a little worried we'd run out of room, but it has free unlimited storage for photos and videos, and you can invite as many people as you want to contribute to the frame. Now that the kids are a little older, we've added them as contributors to the frame, and it's been really fun to see a few of their photos pop up from events they attend without us. Right now, R has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting rframes.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code podcast at checkout to save terms and conditions apply. Um, okay. Next question. Hey, Knox and Jamie, this is Trevor from Tifton, Georgia. And I was calling in to get your advice about, um, an anniversary gift. See my wife, um, her name's Katie. Uh, we're celebrating our five year anniversary coming up in December. And I wanted to know what would be a good thing to get, um, someone like her 
who loves the podcast. Uh, but she, you know, you guys don't necessarily do shout outs or cameos. So I was wondering what, what is your advice for someone who loves the podcast? Um, it's our five year wedding anniversary and the internet said to get her something like wood, but that just seems boring. So, um, let me know. Thanks. Uh, first up, wood is never boring. How you doing? Well, Trevor, obviously there's a, a husband sex joke. I hope you've either made already or you will be making on the date of your anniversary. <laughs> That's you know, I looked it up, and wood is the traditional five-year gift. Also, flatware and sapphires. So there are options. Would you like to hear? I'm going to give you three wood options. You tell me which one you would pick. Perfect. You ready? Number one, you would fly to New York City. This is the bougie penthouse version of you, okay. Trevor. Trevor, you and Katie would fly to New York City, and you would see Into the Woods. Okay. 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 That's good. Number one. Number two, movie night. Let's do a Woody Harrelson film. Okay. Might I suggest his best work, The People versus Larry Flint, which by then you serve a sharp wootery and it's just fruits from trees, which That's, is basically every fruit. Almost I all hate fruits are from you trees. had me and then then you said Larry Flint. I would no, say do in- that sticks with the wood theme. No, I think on your the pornography. It would be hilarious to do indecent proposal. That's wood. But it's also like, what's our marriage? You know, like that's like a, a good DVR. Oh, you think that's a good. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. And then my third option is go to the actual woods and do a scavenger hunt. And then the search ends with a gift of fancy forks. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think you've got that's different really, budget levels. Different Yeah, budget those are levels. two really good options in the third one also. I think those are good. <laughs> um, I've got, if you want to use this, Trevor, um, we'll do like an impromptu cameo here. Okay. Um, so. <clears throat> hey, Trevor's wife, Katie, Knox Jamie here, wishing you a happy five-year anniversary. We don't do cameos because doing them would be like the Harry Potter movies whenever the Dementors came around and inhaled the life out of people. Anyways, Katie, we just want to make an exception here because even though you've only been married five years, Trevor's out of ideas on how to celebrate his love for you in gift form. <laughs> <laughs> so much so that he reached out to us, a podcast that doesn't do cameos and has no track record of being helpful. But it was either we break a rule or... Or he gets you a piece of wood for your anniversary. So from all of us at the PMG, happy anniversary, Katie. So just use that. You can just use that, Trevor. That's perfect. That's yeah. it. Congratulations, Katie. Way to stick it out for a minimum of five years. I, what do you think about this? Like, hey, sharks, Uber has surge pricing. Right. We should do anniversary birthday pricing for partners who don't listen to the show. Because Trevor did seem to indicate he does not listen. My wife, Katie, listens to your show. Like, Because he was specific about yeah. Katie loves the podcast. <laughs> Not Katie and I love the podcast. Right, right. So I think right. we should do like surge uh, uh, impromptu cameo pricing yeah. for partners who don't have good ideas or wait at the last minute. And we'd be like, it's $600 for us to say happy anniversary, Katie. You know? Oh, a, a, a minimum. I I'm would say a diuretic $1,000, like <laughs> minimum, minimum. Absolutely. Okay, next question. Hi, Knox and Jamie. My name is Maggie. My Enneagram 9 mom is hosting Thanksgiving this year with my family and my two brothers' families, and it would be a great night if my one sister-in-law wasn't there. To sum up, she's an anti-vax Enneagram 3, and also two out of three of her kids are unbearable. How do I survive this dinner without conflict for my mom's sake? Please advise. This is a great question. I feel like this is very timely because we probably have a lot of listeners dealing with some version of this. I like that we are dealing with someone who wants to be at the center of the conversation and the consideration of the group. But because that they lack a Enneagram 8 in the situation, 
everyone is sentenced to uh, politely have to suffer the fools. So hence uh, our situation, Jamie, do you have any advice for Maggie? I do. Actually, Maggie, the first thing I would tell you is that your mom being an Enneagram 9 is a literal expert at mm-hmm. navigating family drama. She don't need your help. Like Enneagram 9s know how to navigate conflict by either ignoring it or by finding the other side of things. So you're actually going to get frustrated if your mom intervenes because she is going to find the positives about your sister-in-law and then you're going to be ticked. So I think your best support method is basically getting everyone to leave when dinner is done because it will have worn out your mom. Now, so how do you do that? Here's a fun way. Announce that you have the flu at the end of dinner, like as the dessert is circulating or Ebola. Or whooping cough. Yeah. Just something that will very much, like, it's a hat tip to her anti-vaccine stance. But you're also like, y'all got to go because yeah. I have Ebola. Or ask your sister-in-law to bring, say, hey, mom reached out to me. She wants everybody to bring something. Could you make a cheesecake? Cheesecakes are infamously one of the hardest things to make. So okay. she's going to fail at that. But she's going to think she can succeed at that because she's in an ERM3. Erin, is that correct? That's correct. Right? Wow. And so... she's going to bring a cheesecake. You're going to order a cheesecake from the factory. Oh, that's so diabolical. (laughs) And then she'll be humiliated when everyone eats yours instead of hers. Okay. See, I think that's a great idea because already you've taken uh, some of the piss out of her argument because she's already self-conscious about her cheesecake because she knows she didn't make a good cheesecake. You know what I mean? Because we talk about Saucy Puds when people know they haven't done a good job, but they still have to present it anyway. Looking at you, Sandro. Um, so I think that's a really good kind of uh, mental terrorism. And yeah, I, I highly Because she's going to pull that thing out and it's going to have a crack right down the middle of it. Oh, and then God. you're going to present the stunning. And then when she says, where'd you get that from my kitchen? Yeah. B word. Okay. Okay. Yes. And she's like, I sorry. I just whipped it together last minute. I'm sorry if it doesn't taste good. I didn't, know, you know, if you would actually, I didn't know if you'd actually make it or not. God, wow. three loves it when you say, I didn't know if you'd do the thing you said. You I didn't would know do. if you could handle it. So. Yeah. We love that. <laughs> Okay, that's good. I've got some solutions. Uh, number one, I think install – this could go two ways. I think either A, install a fart noise box somewhere in the dining room. Okay. And anytime she starts doing the conspiracy th- stuff, just press the button. And I'm not talking about like a cartoonish fart no- noise box. I'm talking about a tasteful, sensible, um, stylistic fart noise box. You know what I mean? Like, just like a light <laughs> toot. No, that's too much, Jamie. Too that's much? Too much. Okay, I'm not going for Looney Tunes here. Or I'm doing like, like a, a – Just like a – yeah yeah and it's like okay. what was that was that a oh that was weird anyways was i'll weird. keep going and then like you keep maybe do the high-pitched one the long high-pitched one you know where it's like what? is that a car outside so someone's brakes <laughs> and it's like it's enough to derail her because conspiracy theorists are built on momentum right they want to build a lead of information yes. and if you if you're working in some toots there there's no way for them to get into that kind of flow of information number two this is this is one where Really, you capitulate like you can't stop them. You just know it's going to happen, but you got to get them at the end. Okay, and this is at the end of the night. Get each of her kids a whistle and a recorder like the like the Uh, flute and and, but only give these things to them at the end and then tell them that they should wake up mommy with a surprise concert early in the morning. Okay. (gasps) That's a great way to get back at her. Get the one that you, because I think she said she hates two of them and loves one of them. You're a great aunt, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would get the one you like, the drum set. Absolutely. Just the full drum set. Yeah. Absolutely. Just go full bore. And then last one, this is more of a wild card one. I think uh, come into possession of a murder hornet. And then when she starts doing her conspiracy (laughs) uh, theory stuff, accidentally release it. Like, don't tell people you have a murder hornet. Obviously, duh. But like, release it. And then everyone will hear it buzzing through the air. 
And then suddenly that derails the conversation. Because now, you know what you don't want to talk about when a murder hornet is around? Conspiracy theories. You want to talk about the murder hornet. You want to get that thing out of here. You know what and I mean? Then, and she would probably come up with a conspiracy theory about the murder hornet on the spot because that's how conspiracy theories work. That's great. But at least it's not about other stuff. No, other kind of conspiracy Perfect. theories. Perfect. Great advice. So I think we solved that one. Um, okay. Next question. This is from Rachel Davis. Hi, Noss and Jamie. I just got engaged to my dream guy. Everything is dreamy about him except for the fact he wants to name our future child Evan because his last name is Williams. I've told him many a times we aren't naming our future child after the bourbon him and his buddies drink in college. But when he talks about our future family, he says, I can't wait for Evan to dot dot dot. Am I going to have to settle and name our future child Evan Williams? Do I just tell him yes and when we get pregnant, hard launch a baby on social media with a different name? Like, oops, no going back now. Anyway, please advise. I don't hate the idea of hard launching and just no, being like first to market that's launch. what it is listen never hard launch because let me tell you what internet commenters love to tell you how much your other name sucks mm. like they love to tell you how much your baby's name is like oh i knew a guy in high school named uh mark and it was yeah. awful you know like that's how the vibes of that work here's the thing first of all evan williams i argue not even a great bourbon so why would you name your no shade I- your husband but i agree i don't think it's a great i think it's, it's not- like mid-tier bourbon yeah, and but here's what I think. You need to handle this, I think, Rachel. You need to handle this like I handle picking a restaurant with all my friends who can't agree on restaurants. So the way we do it is everybody comes up with a, a – one person comes up with a suggestion, and then everybody gets one veto of mm-hmm. those. And so we always have one more than we need, and then that's the restaurant we pick. You need to have a list of four boy names, and both – he comes up with a list of four. You come up with a list of four. And then each of you veto. And then you veto Evan. Yeah. Just veto it. Right? But know that. Know this. The other three choices might be Hank. Do you want Hank Williams? No, you don't. Do you want Brian Williams? No, you don't. You want Barry Williams? No, you don't. That's the worst of the Brady Bunch kids. I, if For me, I think you need to suggest. Can I tell you what I think the best name would be? William Defoe. Williams. Okay, that's a terrible name, but I first, love that. I love the chaos of it. First, it's it's not quite Willem Dafoe, so everybody thinks you messed up. Yeah. So it's then it's also William Williams, God. which is hilarious. Also, guess what that name also is? Billy D. Williams. Do <laughs> it. It's a great idea. <laughs> it's a great idea, and it's also a terrible idea, and Billy I respect it so much. Actor, for life. You don't want to put that on a kid. You don't want to saddle the kid with that. Does the kid have the charisma to pull that off? We don't even know yet, Jamie. That's crazy. You can't ask the kid at such a young age to be able to pull off Billy D. Williams. You know what I'm saying? I think, look, I, I think you're exactly right. You go veto form. Okay. That's what Ashley and okay. I did. Uh, the, the only quirk with the veto system, and, I, and Aaron and I learned this, honestly, when we worked in the same office with you, Jamie, is yeah. you always vetoed uh, Chinese or Japanese food. So Aaron and I never got to eat Chinese or Japanese food. We That's always right. just settled on it. sandwiches yeah. or barbecue. No, it's so, just beca- no, I like Japanese food. I don't like Chinese food. It's, sure. It's, it's okay. a wildly specific Chinese veto. Yeah, yeah. So oh, make that make it that what you will. But so you can run into some problems with that. The only thing I would add is I think you need a um, uh, U.S. government kind of setup because to me, I believe in this f- uh, full uh, heartedly. Like I wanted, we didn't know uh, Marla's gender before she was born. Uh, we were just going to be surprised. I wanted to name her Dashel. I love that name. It's one of my favorite oh, that's authors. A good name. Ashley didn't like it. She wanted the name Chapel, but I didn't like it. I vetoed that. Um, but. I always, I, like I think the mom gets final vote. I think argue in good faith, debate in good faith, 
but the mom does all the work. Mom cares, baby. Mom gets to, uh, mom has to be happy. With I think me. that's fair. I think that's fair. And listen, I love Marlo. Marlo's such a good name. Yes, uh, Marlo's, we love Marlo. Marlo is better than Chapel and Dashel. I agree. Chapel would not meet her nature. It would not be consistent with. The, I know. Uh, I'm very into Marlo. The Marlo's, chaotic energy. It, that the she chaotic Mar- The Marlo Moon and the Marlo McCoys are my <laughs> favorite children ever. Yes, united in insanity. I would say. Um, Okay, next question. Hey, Nax and Jamie, this is Becky. So you know how some people have resting B-word face? Apparently, I have resting tell-me-your-crazy-conspiracy-theories face. This often happens to me at the grocery store. Um, The last two times it happened, I had one woman telling me how we needed to get rid of Biden because he's going to start World War III and we're going to run out of food. And the time before that, it was a woman telling me how she doesn't need to stock up on butter because her parents live on a dairy farm. So if we end up having food and dairy shortages, she's covered. So I realize this is probably somewhat inevitable because I have one of those faces, but I was hoping you guys could brainstorm some ideas about how I can monetize this. Thanks. Okay. Well, this, Becky, I I have some good news and I have some bad news. Okay. The good news, this isn't about your face and it is preventable. The bad news, this is 100% your fault and it's about eye contact. You're making too much eye contact. Don't do it. Most normal adjacent crazy people don't just raw dog JFK murder theories on people. They require an opening. Okay. And when you meet their eyes at the self checkout counter, that's all the consent they need. So you have to stop making eye contact with these conspiracy theories people. Um, because when they see that they're basically sensing that as an opportunity to lay out all their theories on uh, the butter supply, which honestly, I'm a little, I feel better now that we're going to have butter. Like no matter what happens with the climate, we're good on butter. So that's a, that's a hopeful thing. We're good on butter. Becky, why are you inside a grocery store? Let's, uh, let's get to the heart of it. Why are you even in these places? And then Knox is right. Don't make eye contact. Put in your, like, put on your headphones, put in your earbuds. You have to make yourself inaccessible in these spaces. And listen, my mom. She spends two hours in the grocery store and she just went to get her uh, her blood pressure medication. It's because she just chats with everybody she meets. Yep. She just has like long conversations. That's not my energy. I need to get in, get out, but I don't even have to get in because there's a uh, grocery pickup and there's grocery delivery. We don't have to live that life. We don't have to go. go Walmart, you don't even have to pay a fee. For them to just put it in your trunk. And you just have to talk to Jake. Jake's super nice. You just say, thank you, Jake. And then we go on our merry way. See, I do. I want to allow for a lot. A lot of times grocery store attendance is recreational. You just go into like what? Re- be somewhere why? public why? and just like feel something why? and live. All right. Next question. Hi, Knox, Jamie, and Aaron. This is Gina. I love your show. Um, about six years ago, my uh, daughter got pregnant in high school as a senior. And although it was a shock, we got through that time and that baby is now five. She's just the sunshine of all of our lives. Um, however, an unusual thing started happening uh, once other people found out that my daughter had a child out of wedlock. And that is that so many of my friends managed to work it into casual conversation that their own daughters had made it through high school or college with their virginity intact. Now, I don't know if you guys realize that a virginity flex is an actual thing. It came as a shock to me. That's certainly not any detail that I would ever care to share with anyone. But 
Um, this has happened to me so many times over the last several years. Um, and all of these people know that my child had a baby uh, when she was still a teenager, and yet they still feel the need to share that with me. So I don't ever know how to react. Part of me wants just to give them a round of applause and maybe pin a medal on their chest. But usually I just tend to ignore it and move on since it is a very awkward thing to share and very personal, but my question to you is, is there a better way for me to handle this situation with these um, these women, and it's all women, <laughs> and I guess that influenced by purity culture, who just love to share that very private detail about their children. So please advise. This is a great question, and I did not know about virginity flexing. I wasn't aware of that. Oh yeah, virginity uh, rocks. No, I just I just want to say uh, for all parents out there, your child's virginity status is not a personality, and if it is in either direction, you've screwed up as a parent. You've not done well. So don't and do that. Exactly. So virginity rocks as the concept. It comes from Danny Duncan, who's a YouTuber, who he himself was like, I wore those sweatshirts in jest. Like those were those were mocking. What is virginity rocks? I don't know what virginity oh, rocks like, is. Oh, like you'll see it all over like the internet. People will be wearing sweatshirts or they'll have flags in their like dorms or apartments that say virginity rocks. But it's a joke from Danny Duncan. Like it's a it's a bit. Because he also sells a shirt that says practice safe sex. And he's and he said in an interview, he's like, I have sex, obviously. Got okay. You're trying too hard, Danny. We sure. But he said, "But I want people to do whatever whatever they want to do and not be pressured into anything." But let me talk to Gina real quick, okay? First of all, these are not people that should be in your life right. at all. You should be cutting them out because they are not your friends. Friends don't behave like this. So play this clip for them. You know, you could put it on your social media. This clip right here, so that they know that they're a holes and that's not how friends behave. But also, if they come up to you, if anyone comes up to you and says another thing about your daughter not being a virgin because she has a baby, you say one of the following three things. First, uh, my daughter did something hard too. Thank you. That's yeah. the first one. Second okay. one, your hymen doesn't define you. See, okay. it kind of rhymes. It doesn't then, at all, but the way you said it almost made it rhyme. That's right. And then third, just when someone says, like a woman says that to you, like, oh, my daughter, I'm so glad she's still a virgin. You could just ask for a lot of clarity. Like, well, what base do you think she has made it to you? I would ask follow-up questions until you get to the heart of where's your, where's your daughter's tongue been? Let's yeah. have a real conversation about that. I, I agree. That's I, I've got three issues here, and I think – um, I would say, number one, you could treat it like the movie Hocus Pocus and actually shame their kids for still being virgins. Like, you could uh, do that. That's a very aggressive stance. So I, I wouldn't recommend right? it, but you could do that. Uh, to Jamie's point, I would start every interaction asking for the status of their daughter's virginity. Since it's such an important thing, oh, I would yeah. be overly enthusiastic about learning about where young Hadley is on their virginity <laughs> Ladder. You Where know what I mean? Young Chapel is on her virginity journey. <laughs> what's going on there? What's the update? I'm so happy for you, virgin free or virginity since '93 or whatever. Like, it, like to the point where you're obviously being sarcastic, but you never confirm your sarcasm. So it, maybe it diffuses some of the enthusiasm they have for that. And then lastly, probably the one I recommend, I would say hire a PI to find out something that their daughters have done. And then oh, turn yeah. the tables on them. Turn the turntables on them. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And be like, you know, unlike Cheryl's daughter. My child's never slid into the DM of a white rapper named DJ Flapjack, but you know, we're all just learning. We're all just on a journey. Or you, you could know, be like, thankfully, unlike Patricia's daughter, my daughter graduated college without doing a debutante costume party at a plantation. So, but I'm just so fortunate to be here. You know, I'm just so happy about that. Like, so good. Listen, I also think that in terms of the medal, you know, Gina suggested pinning a medal. Yeah. yeah. Order some 
custom made ribbons that say the only thing I'm proud of my daughter for is her virginity. And anyone, anytime somebody brings it up, hand them that ribbon and be like, oh, then you obviously need this. Yes. Like, what is wrong with people? I feel like you could work with some local restaurants like a Quiznos and be like, here's oh a $10 off. Oh my gosh, you get a virginity off. sub? Yeah, you got a virginity sub because you're still a virgin and their uh, Philly cheesesteak is delicious and you only like pay like $5 instead of $10. What, what, what do you good. think is the fast food best choice for virginity what most accurately it's gotta be chick-fil-a it's gotta be chick-fil-a it's got chi- yeah the, 100% is, it the cool, Chick-fil-A. is it the cool wrap well the question is, is what's what's the most non-virgin fast food restaurant that's the question oh I it's uh hello it's can't what if it no you know what it is it's a taco bell and a pizza hut and a kfc oh combo. a combo at, yeah. a, at a rest stop mm. that is sex all the time y'all Okay, but hear me out. That's actually brilliant because sometimes you want French fries from one place but not the other place, and you want to like combo that. That Erin, you know Erin, when she does her sadness fast food, she does a progressive sadness meal. That's, that's right. right. I go to one that's at a Wendy's, and then yep. there's a Taco Bell close, and then yep. there's a McDonald's close. And then you, you go you McDonald's fries, bit. Zaxby's chicken, and then you have a great night, and you just congratulate yourself. Erin, so. what do you get at the three sad when your sadness progressive sadness dinner? Mexican pizza, fries at. Uh, McDonald's and mm-hmm. a Frosty at Wendy's. Good call. That's an excellent meal. Thank you. Um, okay, next question. Hi, Knox and Jamie. I need your help naming the puppy that my kids are being surprised with this Christmas. Quick backstory. Our beloved dog of 10 years passed away this summer. My husband and I got him when we were dating, and he named the dog, and I always hated the name he picked out. So he agreed that if we ever got a new dog, I'd get to name him. Well, the time has come. A new puppy is coming. For context, he's a double doodle, so he'll grow up to be a big shaggy guy. And the name that came to me, dare I say the name the Holy Spirit gave to me, is... Boner. Hear me out because no one else has. Boner. Perfect dog name. It's catchy, cute, and dogs love bones, guys. Be to name him James Earl Bones and let Boner be his nickname, but he'd always be Boner to be be Boner to me. He'd always be my Boner. The only other name in the hat is Kirby, but it just doesn't have the same ring to it. Any help is appreciated. Thanks, guys. Uh, okay, so Kirby is a no-go. Come get that out of the way. You're not going to name a dog. That's ridiculous. James Earl Bones, pure magic. I think that's the ticket. That is the ticket. Because then you can, like, we have, my dad has a dog that there, that dog has three different names and answers to all of them. Okay. Like, uh, caramel. You're going to have to explain that, right? Caramel, waffles, and freckles. And that dog, uh, that dog responds to every single one of those. I now have to ask, why does he have three names? (laughs) Because my family is chaotic and uh, everybody thought they had the right to name the dog. And so they just call the dog. By the name they chose. Okay, so, Jamie, again, I have to dig further here. So everyone just put prima nocta on the dog's name and no one's standing down. Everyone's just like, no, Freckles. It's Freckles forever. Well, listen, the dog is Freckles. He has Freckles. That's what I call him. We're so not I talking about Freckles. if the name is earned. We're talking about chain of command. Someone gets to name a dog. Well, I think it's the, my dad, but the dog really belongs to my niece. But she had to, when she rented a house, she couldn't have a pet. So my dad took over the dog. Okay. My mother, I'll, my mother hates the dog. So Jamie, she won't if I had a pillow, I would it. scream into it right now because you were not giving us the story. <laughs> Whose dog is this? The dog really is my niece's dog. What did your niece name the dog? Caramel. That's the name of the dog. Unfortunately, that's how no, that my works. My dad does not call the dog caramel. You can't the- repurpose names, Chuck. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love you. You know okay, that, but you listen, can't do that. I 
love Boner. I think a Boner is a great name for a dog. Even though when I did Google Boner name for a dog, yeah. it was uh, some UK articles about a uh, woman who went mad on Reddit because her neighbor's dog was named Boner and it really was offensive to her that she had to hear them go, Boner! Boner! Okay, but is this a situation where in the UK, like, Boner actually means something crazy? Because they have, like, words oh, where it's that's like, right. that's a crazy name. Like, that's, but that's a yeah. crazy word, yeah. Well, I looked up, so I decided, let me make sure Boner means what I think it means. What did you and think it means? I went on Urban Dictionary. Yeah. And the first uh, definition was, you penises version of a thumbs up. Okay. So... <laughs> Thank you, John20105. He even wrote a sentence. He's like, three very sexy girls in one room. Mark, my boner is telling me that all of them are a good choice. (laughs) Man, that is how guys talk. That feels like a documentary right now. That is 100% of the conversation. Great name. Listen, you know what's actually offensive? Dog names that are human names. No, that's the that's, dumbest thing. That's a terrible take, honestly. Yes, it is. You, your dog's name is Bruce. How yeah. nuts is that? Bruce Wayne, the <laughs> Dark Knight. Hello. <laughs> but Bruce is such a like. And I read, I saw, I saw a comedy bit that was like, that's a white people thing. White people yeah. love to give their dogs uh, human names. Sure. Whereas every other group of people in the world are like, no, we name the dog Noodles. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? No, and that is an important issue. I'm glad we're talking about it. Bear, I think... what's your dog's name? Bear. See, that's a nice, your name could be Bear. Yeah. But your, your dog is named Bear. Yeah, like, so it's not... better to name it a different animal's name than it is a person's Uh-oh. name. Is Uh-oh. that what I'm hearing? He did. Right my, fired. My, kid, my kids chose this name. I, I yeah. can't. Do anything about that's it. That's okay. Listen, well, I, I don't care you, what Bear people doesn't name even names. like that family. He does he not. Doesn't. He doesn't like anybody in that he family. You can name your dog whatever you want, except for erection adjacent words. You can't do that. That's the thing you, don't you can't think do. Boner is fine. I think Boner is fine. It's it's a funny joke. It's a funny joke. But then when you have to go to the vet because maybe your dog ate a lot of sugar free gum and you say, "Hey, my sweet little Boner ate too much candy." That's weird. Okay. Uh, then like if you <laughs> go to a dog park, it's only weird if you make eye contact nope, while you say it. Well, that's probably true. That's most things probably. Right. But if you go to a dog park and your dog's being a little aggressive, you say, sorry, my boner's being a little too playful. That's weird. That's a whole nother problem. No, you don't call my Bruce. My Bruce is being a little aggressive. Do you I say do. my Bruce? I say, well, they'll be like, whose dog is that? If I'm just like, that's Bruce. They'll be like, who's Bruce? And why are you speaking for Bruce? No, is that your dog? Like, why did you name your dog Bruce? What a no, dumb name like for a Bruce dog. Wayne, the Dark Knight, the most famous superhero <laughs> in the history of the world. Obviously. Who's not even a superhero because he's just rich. So rich is a superpower. Pay attention to the world, dog. Are you for real? <laughs> Would it be better if I said, that's uh, chicken, my dog, and chicken is playing is too you, hard? Is that no, what that's... The, moons, the moons have done? Maybe. Chicken I don't know. <laughs> or like, can someone help me find my boner? Like, that's just, it's, <laughs> you're making it a worse well, experience for the dog. Real, then it becomes a question about you, yourself, and your, you know. It's true. What, now you're on. getting sued or whatever. I just, I think you, you are, you're changing the dog's experience in the world. You're adversely affecting that good boy or that good girl, and you don't want to do that. You just like name him James Earl Bones, and it could be your funny little I joke that you call him. Do you like James Earl Bones? That's an excellent name. Absolutely. And Aaron, I, I don't have any problem with Bear. I, th- I think Bear, Bear's a great dog. Okay. Thank you. So. He doesn't like us, but that's okay. Oh, that dog, when, you, when she posts a video of him, he's always like, please let me go. <laughs> Please set me free. Very sad. We tried to bring him in because it was freezing last night because he hates being inside. And he like was like, I think I'd rather freeze and die. Wow. live with you then five. Big introvert <laughs> energy. He's like, no, I think I'll take my chances with death. Yeah, I don't know. Exactly I just don't want to do it. <laughs> I get it. I feel it. Um, okay. Well, we're just uh, so thrilled to be uh, helpful in answering everybody's question. I feel like we solved 
literally every solution or every question. That oh we my got gosh. To. Sorry, BetterHelp. Sorry, you're an advertiser. We're still better Sorry, than Sorry, therapist. You. Don't be jealous that you're so obsessed with us. Uh, a few thoughts and opinions on our thoughts and opinions. Please let us know. Noxgmail.com slash 480. This episode is brought to you by Pear Eyewear. I just love a reason to celebrate a niche pop culture themed holiday, don't you? Whether it's April 25th, known as the perfect date, when all you need is a light jacket. If you know, you know, or better yet, May the 4th. I'll gladly go all in. I was trying to think of a fun way to decorate R2 Dust to you in honor of this most holy day of the year. And then I found out that Pear Eyewear just launched a Star Wars themed collection. Now I think I might have to celebrate by getting some new top frames for me instead, because the force is just that strong in their newly launched Star Wars collection. You guys, I'm not even joking. These frames are so adorable. And when I saw that they had a Grogu gradient, I could not contain my excitement. They have 21 unique designs that are all perfectly niche in the most delightful way. Their interpretations of familiar Star Wars icons are like fun Easter eggs that you can easily snap onto your favorite glasses whenever you're in the mood for a change. I love that their frames are so affordable at just $25 and that changing them is so easy. Hearing that little snap when you change out your frames, so satisfying. From legendary battles to formidable icons, these epic designs are for true fans. And whether you side with the Rebels, the Dark Side, or the Mandalorian, Pair Eyewear has got you covered. One pair, infinite possibilities. Go to PairEyewear.com and use code POP for 15% off your first pair and support the show by mentioning that the podcast sent you in your post-checkout survey. That's P-A-I-R-Eyewear.com, code POP. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. All right, Jamie, you want to do some lights? Let's do some lights. All right, what is your red light this week? You mean what is my red red lights? Okay, number one, the Babylon Bee managing editor, Joel Berry, is my first red light because he wrote a tweet that said, unmarried women in America are lost, comma, miserable, comma, addicted to SSRIs and alcohol, racked with guilt from abortion and wandering from partner to partner. Guess what, Joel Berry? Long live the single women because we gonna live longer than your married wife. That's right. Because according to Paul Dolan, a professor at London School of Economics, he found that women who are single with no children are the happiest of all the people on the planet. So guess what? I'm gonna not only live longer than your wife, but I'm gonna be so much happier than her. But you already knew that. Okay, second, red light, winter. Hi, of course, winter. We do want you to come stay at our house because of the seasons and how the world works. But I thought we agreed that you would come in December. But you're here, which is no. very early. And being late is selfish, but being early is annoying. So no, I love it. Out. I welcome it. I watched a uh, uh, 11U soccer game yesterday in 36 degree weather i have my airpods in i have my hood up i was i was feeling myself it was ah, a great place to no be. third red light john b chris listen john b chris i get it that you built an empire on mocking women in the name of the lord jesus christ a uh a savior who actually freaking loves single women joel berry but listen to this listen to this bathsheba wasn't tanning bathsheba was not tanning. What I don't understand he, what that means. Did he talk about he th- is Johnny Chris talking about Bathsheba? Bathsheba. What? Bathsheba. He said in his podcast that Bathsheba was the original thirst trap. Oh, oh no! Listen 
listen to me, John B. Chris. John B. Chris need to be reading a Bible. Okay? Okay? All right. Fourth red light. John Mayer. Listen to me, John. I know you're listening. I know you're a friend of the show. No one has advocated for your survival more than me and Aaron. And listen, it's not your fault that Taylor Swift wrote another song about you dating someone too young. But here's the thing. You can't have a four-hour dinner with actress Kiernan Shipka from Mad Men and Sabrina the What Witch teenage witch you are 23 years older than her when you were her age she wasn't born she did not exist how old how old is she she's 22 uh, she's eh. 22 we cannot help you if you do not read the room or check an id okay fifth red light paramount listen i get it yellowstone chuck my dad who doesn't even know what a paramount plus is asked me about this show this weekend because it's all over his fox news let me say this i want you to have every prequel and sequel i want 1994 yellowstone where hikers are just humming pearl jams better man while flannel shirts are tied around their waist but Dragging out 80-year-old Harrison Ford to wear chaps and 77-year-old Helen Mirren to get on a horse is too much. Have you Don't seen Yellowstone? No, why would I watch Yellowstone? You've, you haven't watched Yellowstone? Have you watched 1883? No, no, why would you, I watch okay. that? So just to be clear, you haven't watched any of it. From, okay, and finally, I also have a question. Chris Evans' new girlfriend, uh, how old is she? No, that's gross too. That's, that's gross okay, too. Chris gotcha. Pine for life. Chris Pine for life. He dates okay. women his own age. Finally, number six, Nick Cannon. You, th- you think you were going to get out of this rapid red lights? Listen, he just had his 11th child. That's what took our Earth's population over 8 million. Stop having sex with Nick Cannon. Or just stop having unsafe sex with Nick Cannon. Just, because uh, he must be uh, miraculous, but he does not have enough money to split. Nobody has enough money. Elon Musk doesn't have enough money to split between 11 kids. I can tell you for sure, for sure. The Masked Singer host does not have enough money to split between 11 kids. That is the curious part. I don't understand how, given what I know about Nick Cannon and his career and his current uh, offerings, I don't know how he's going to finance all of these uh, children's situations. No. Okay, my red light is, so I was, uh, Ashley and I went to a dinner party Friday night. Uh-oh. We got into a conversation that is, a, it's a, a mimicking a scene in Fight Club. Where uh, Brad Pitt and Ed, Ed Norton, Norton um, when they're uh, sitting next to each other and they have the conversation when like getting up uh, in an aisle, do you give people the crotch or do you give them the butt? And I assumed every normal person in the world gives them the butt. But there what? was there was a collection of people that emphasized, no, you give them the crotch. You give them the crotch. Is yes. that true? I just want to check myself yes. and understand, am you I wrong give here? them the butt. You're turning around? That's yeah, I was like, you're making eye contact and putting your genitals in their eye line. And they're like, absolutely, that's what you do. It's respectful. That's how you interact in the world. <laughs> okay, so you're suggesting Aaron seems confused. You're suggesting Aaron, when, when you fly to Atlanta, you're obviously gonna have to go to the bathroom a few times because it's such a long flight, right? Sure. When you get up, do you scurry to the uh, aisle? If you have a window seat, do you scurry to the aisle and put your butt? in front of their face or do you turn around and put your crotch in front of their face the butt you use the butt 100 percent use the butt you oh, always I thought use you the were butt. talking i thought you were talking about the people who were seated 
who stay who stand up to let people out. Which Jamie, a lot of people you thought don't. I was talking about those people stand up and then turn around <laughs> yeah, and put their cross. Wow, no, that's okay. So now that's a failure. That's my failure. That's, that's right. my failure. That's right. Because listen, I was at a recent like Broadway show like in Birmingham, and no one got up when we needed to get out. And I was like, why are you not standing up? Like yeah, you're you obviously to stand, stand up, up and get to the side. So I know people can because get out. yes, no, you don't present the crotch. Who are these people you're having dinner with? I'm not going like to name that. them. They're lovely I people. Have, they're I just wrong they're on this issue. Oh, also, what about like no. Pete Davidson and Emily Ratatouille? They're dating now. This it's just absurd from this point. Listen, Emily, why why have we made Emily Ratatouille a thing at all? Like <sighs> at all? I mean, do you want me to tell you why she's a thing? Because I feel well, like it's pretty self evident. Her areolas in Gone Girl. That's why she's in Gone Girl. I just I, Pete Davidson feels like an MLM or like the outbrain monkey at this point. Where it's just like it's gotten out of control. Guys, Pete Davidson has essential oils. Look around. Just take an aspirin. Don't don't use an oil. I'm take not even mad aspirin. at him. I'm not mad at him. I'm just respected at this point. But it's just like this is getting absurd a little bit. Yeah. No. Um, okay, let's do uh green light. Do you want to talk about our mutual green light first? <gasps> we have a mutual green light. Okay, so our mutual green light this week is of course Black Panther colon Wakanda forever. So I saw this. Here's what I will say. I loved it. I loved the processing of grief. Obviously. Chadwick Boseman, he had died. And, and and as a note, he had not told Marvel mm-hmm. that he had cancer or that he was dying. And they found out when the rest of the world found out. Like the same day Marvel found out he died is the day. And it was such a tragedy because obviously it's just one of those moments where like a life, you're just, you're broken. And we have talked about that many times about what a loss that was for his family and then obviously for all of entertainment. But I loved the way they processed that grief at the beginning. I thought it was stunning. I thought their performances were so – listen, I just mm, – it's so good. I loved the cameos yep. in this. Obviously, yep. there were some iconic ones. There were some that I keep forgetting they're in the Marvel, Marvel Universe. Like every time some this one person shows up, I'm like, oh, that's right. <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and I don't, don't, don't want to, obviously, we don't want to spoil anything because it's first weekend no, 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 no. and out. And hopefully people will go see it. But yeah, I agree. It's just Black, the original Black Panther was one of my favorite movies just because I feel like it was at a standard and quality that not all Marvel movies can get to. Yes. And I think that's directly attributed to Ryan Coogler, who is one of the most talented filmmakers we have. I, I, I don't think this was quite there, um, but I don't think sequels can ever be quite there, especially when dealing with superhero content. But it's still much better. Um, that it has any right to be, and especially given the circumstances of Shadow Boseman's passing. But also, they had a story, they had a script, everything was done and ready for the second Black Panther, and this was all redone. And that's insane to make up uh, oh. uh, presumably two great scripts for a sequel instead of just one. I thought it looks like a million bucks. It looks so incredible. Yeah. The performances I really enjoyed. I won't speak with specificity, but some of the unexpected parts uh, really hit me. That I probably should have seen coming, but I didn't. And I was just, it's one of those movies that, and maybe the Spider-Man movies are a little bit like this for some people, not me, but it's just, I know what this is. uh, And I just like, I just like consuming it. And I just like being here to see it. And it's just done really, really well. I know. And I will say this. I talk about women truly carrying an entire film. Yeah. And doing it. What Angela Bassett did in this film was truly like, so good, like so good. Now, Am I also happy? Because obviously it was a smidge long and I get sure. why it had to be that. Because now, because with the original Black Panther, it was just going to introduce you to this entire world right. of these characters. 
it didn't have to do anything else. And this movie had to close out phase four yeah. of Marvel. So it had a lot it had to do to connect it to all these other things that are going to start happening next year with Ant-Man and the Wasp is the first uh, movie that'll come back in phase five. And so I get that it also had to do a lot, which is difficult for any film to have to be like. Well, we- yeah, like it had to do that and it had to mourn Chadwick Boseman. Right. Right. At the front. So, like, the fact that it could do that and also, by the way, in the middle, there's this really great story. So impressive. So good. And listen, it's the only – look, I will not miss Phase 4 of uh, no. M- the MCU. No. This has been a very tough journey for all of us. Yeah. And this was a great way for it to end, I thought. And you had asked in last week's episode the over-under – on the box office, the yeah, opening box was, office, and it was over 180 million. I was surprised. I was surprised, but good for them. And to, uh, to your point about Angela Bassett, I think that's the benefit of casting well, because yeah. I, I mean, I don't know this, but the original script for the sequel, um, I don't think it was Angela Bassett heavy, you know. But for them to reconfigure everything and really center, not center around her, but really uh, highlight her, I think that's just uh, when you're able to cast really well and have people on deck ready to step up. Uh, like, you just have Angela Bassett. You just have her there, ready like, to do use stuff. Her. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. And I'm glad that they did and showcase her talent. Okay, so that's some mutual green light. What's your other green light for this week? My other green light is the new book and yet by Kate Bear. So Kate Bear, I have green light before. She's a poet that I discovered on Instagram because she got shared a lot because she would take hate comments and then she would block out certain words and create new. Like she would create poetry from trolls, and it was so great. But this, ah. Uh, This book of poetry, and I'm not even, guys, I'm not even a poetry person, but now I'm a poetry person because the way she writes, and I want to read one of the poems to you that I really love, and it's called True Grit. And she says, out and about, we ask our friend how it was at the shore at her family reunion. And she says, well, and tries not to say my horrible parents and my horrible sister, even though we all know the sound of the car door slamming, is it is possible to leave out almost everything in any given story, like at my parents when I hold my hand like a gun and pull the trigger, or when we gather in the backyard playing and call it a really good time ah it's so good like she just captures these universal experiences in a way that is so eloquent and so like you just feel like you're like oh i've been seen by cape bear and it's so good so i highly highly recommend adding it to your book collection okay um my i've also got a book uh that i'm recommending and this is now is not the time to panic by Kevin Wilson. Uh, this was sent to me by, we mentioned Annie B. Jones earlier in the episode, uh, but she actually, uh, in her uh, bookshelf uh, of the month selection, she sent this to me and I was so glad that she did because I've been circling this for a few months now. I've been a huge fan of his, uh, I think I greenlit Nothing to See Here, yeah. which is another incredible book that I highly recommend. Um, but I'm a little subjective because he is a Tennessee writer. Um, so I love getting to have some kind of understanding about what he's talking about, like the landscapes and the setting. I think he writes out of Nashville-ish. Uh, but Now is Not the Time to Panic is uh, a coming-of-age story about two kids, Frankie and Zeke. And they're kind of cast off by, you know, their social scene and they're kind of loners, but they're trying to find themselves and their place in the world. And then one summer they decide to uh, create this weird and mysterious poster and paper it all over town. And what happens after that changes the course of their lives and also the lives of many others. Um, this is just, uh, it feels like a really simple collected 
concise story, but it has all these ramifications. And I liked even more. I listened to it uh, in addition to reading it. But there's a author's note about the uh, uh, autobiographical component of this story for Kevin Wilson. Uh, I, I just think he's such a lyrical writer. And even more, uh, I think the audiobook was performed by Jennifer Goodwin, who, man, this was the first... I guess this is probably the first audiobook in a long time where yeah. I felt like the reader made such an uh, impact on the performance oh, because wow. her reading it, I thought brought so much to the book, having read it and then also listening to it, uh, it added such a texture. So if you would yeah. all like fiction audiobooks, I highly recommend listening to this version of it because it is such a production. I really, really enjoyed it. I'm so excited to read it because I got it in my shelf subscription too. And so I'm so excited so to good. read it. So good. Kevin Wilson is uh, a season pass for me at this point. Um, okay, that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. And for your memory time, you shopping on Amazon. Make sure you go to Amazon.com slash shop slash the podcast first. So you purchase these all affiliate link. A favorite item purchased using that link this week was, Jamie, this is a feel real fake Christmas tree. Listen, this is Amazon's choice for a Christmas tree. It's 7.5 feet. It's a Douglas fir. It is on sale 40% off uh, right now. So we'll put a link in the show notes in case you want it. But... It has 1,700 ratings, 4.6 stars. Let me read you my three favorite questions. And these also uh, are questions that are my favorite. It's because you have the first, which is someone who answers the question, but gives you a little spice okay. in it. So the first question is, what is the country of origin? And Jim wrote, communist China. Wow, Jim. So love that. That's And that is true. China is a communist country. So, uh, but I bet he has feelings, right? So, and then second is my favorite. When someone uh, does not answer the question, but does remind you how great the product is. So the question was, what is the return policy for this tree? And Susan went out of her way to answer, never thought about returning it. I love it so much. Thanks, Susan. So helpful. So helpful. And then my final, of course, the question, what is the tip count on this tree? And Kay Hoy wrote, here's a tip for you. It's a real nice tree for the money. If you buy this this tree, you can count the tips and then post it on Amazon. That way, folks will know the answer to that question. I can tell you I'm thrilled with mine, and I feel it was a very good value and would buy it again if I needed you to. Hey, Hoy, you could have counted the tips! I thought we were going to do a Just the Tip reference from Wedding Crashers. I didn't know where we were going with that, but that, that was a letdown, honestly. All right. All right, you guys. I'm Jamie Golden. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jamie B. Golden. I'm Knox McCoy. You can find me on socials at Knox McCoy. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys.